the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. How often should we forgive someone who sins against us up to seven times? And Jesus answered, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. What was Jesus referring to by saying up to 70 times seven? He's referring to Daniel chapter nine. He's not saying forgive people 490 times. Or forgive people a whole lot of times. He's saying, forgive people until my kingdom comes. Forgiveness can be very difficult sometimes. It's easier to hold on to a grudge than to do the hard thing, rebuilding a relationship. It's even harder if history keeps repeating itself. You have to keep forgiving someone again and again. You might even ask yourself, how many times do I have to go through this? In today's message, Pastor Dan teaches about when Jesus was asked this question. He answered, 70 times 7. He really wants you to keep forgiving others until he returns. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Daniel chapter 9 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Prophecy is God telling the future in advance. And one-fourth of the Bible is, is prophecy. It's God telling us the future in advance. And this is one of the most precise and accurate prophecies in all of the Bible. So it's exciting for us to look at this passage together. I've been looking forward to getting into this passage with you. Uh, but I have to warn you before we get into it, To really understand this prophecy will require us to do a little bit of math. I want to begin by just simply reading through the passage uh, so we can get the whole kind of context here. Daniel chapter 9, beginning in verse 20. Daniel says, Now while I was speaking, praying, and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God, Yes, while I was speaking in prayer, the man, Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, reached me about the time of the evening offering, and he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I have now come forth to give you skill and understanding. At the beginning of your supplications, the command went out, and I have come to tell you, for you are greatly beloved." Therefore, consider the matter and understand the vision. Seventy weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, 
to seal up vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Know, therefore, and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah, the prince, there shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks. The streets shall be built again and the wall, even in troublesome times. And after the 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with a flood until the end of the war. Desolations are determined. Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. But in the middle of the week, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. And on the wing of abomination shall be one who makes desolate even until the consummation which is determined is poured out on the desolate. Daniel was reading the prophet Jeremiah, and he understood from reading Jeremiah that the captivity in Babylon would last 70 years. And at this point, Daniel has been in captivity for about 66 years, so he realized the captivity was coming to an end. And the Israelites would soon be allowed to return back to their homeland of Israel. So he began to pray and he began to confess and repent of the sins of his people. And the reason Daniel began to confess and repent of the sins of his people is because the scriptures say before the nation can return to their land, they must repent of their disobedience to God. Leviticus 26 verses 40 to 46. This is. This is even before God brings them into the promised land. He tells them if they disobey and they rebel, they will be removed from the land and they will be sent to dwell in the land of their enemies. And then God says that while they are in captivity in the land of their enemies, if they confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers with their unfaithfulness in which they were unfaithful to me, and that they also have walked contrary to me, and that I also have walked contrary to them and have brought them into the land of their enemies, if their uncircumcised hearts are humbled and they accept their guilt, then I will remember my covenant with Jacob, my covenant with Isaac, and my covenant with Abraham. I will remember, I will remember the land. So the promise that God makes to them is conditional. It's an if-then statement. God says, if they confess their iniquity, when they're in captivity, if they confess their iniquity, if they humble their hearts and accept their guilt, then God will remember his covenant with them and bring them back to their land. Daniel realized, you know, that the captivity was was nearing its end and the people had not confessed their sin. They had not humbled their hearts before the Lord. They had not accepted their guilt. And so Daniel began to do so. On behalf of his people and Daniel's prayer is recorded for us in chapter nine from verse three to verse 19. Then we see in verse 20 that God sends the angel Gabriel to answer Daniel's prayer. Again, verse 20. Now, while I was speaking, praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people and presenting my supplication with before the Lord, my God, for the holy mountain of my God, yes, while I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning being caused to fly swiftly, reached me about the time of the evening 
offering. Now, there's a couple things I want to point out. We don't know at what time Daniel began to pray, but Gabriel reached him, it says, at the time of the evening offering, which was at three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, Jesus died on the cross at three o'clock in the afternoon. Jesus was the offering for our sins. He's the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. He died at three o'clock on the cross. And Gabriel arrives at three o'clock, the time of the evening offering, to answer Daniel's prayer. Now, here's the thing. Daniel was living in Babylon. And he has been living in Babylon for almost 70 years. He left Jerusalem when he was a teenager. Plus, there was no temple in Jerusalem at this point. There was no evening offering that was made at this time. There had not been a temple or an evening offering for almost 50 years in Jerusalem. And what I want you to see, though, is that Daniel was still measuring time by Jewish religious practices. For Daniel, it was the time of the evening offering. Daniel was not conformed to Babylon. Although he's lived there for most of his life, he's lived there for almost 70 years. He's not conformed to Babylon. One writer put it this way. They said Daniel's body was in Babylon, but his heart and mind were still in Jerusalem. Now, for us, we are to live in this world, but not be of this world. Paul says, don't be conformed to this world because our citizenship is in heaven. And we are told to set our mind on things above and set our heart on things above where Christ is. Not on the things of this earth. Daniel's heart is still set and his 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 heart is gauged to the things of God, not the things of Babylon. Babylon has its way of measuring time. And Daniel has God's way of measuring time. And while Daniel was praying, the angel Gabriel appeared before Daniel finished his prayer, before Daniel said, Amen. There's an angel there. We like prayers to be answered like that, don't we? Like before we're even finished, here comes the answer. Notice it says that Gabriel flew swiftly to Daniel. This is one of the places in the Bible where we see angels flying. And he informed me and talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel, I have now come forth to give you skill and understanding. Look at verse 23. At the beginning of your supplications, the command went out. And I have come to tell you, for you are greatly beloved. Therefore, consider the matter and understand the vision. It says when Daniel began to pray that Gabriel was dispatched to him, the command went out. Now, that raises a question in my mind. How long did it take Gabriel to reach Daniel? He he begins to pray. And how long is he praying? We don't know. When he begins to pray, Gabriel is sent, and now Gabriel shows up. How long was that commute? I just want to know. I don't know. Did Gabriel go straight to Daniel? Did he take his time? Did he make any stops? Did he get a cup of coffee on the way? How long does it take to go from the throne of God to Daniel? I'm just curious. I don't have an answer for you. I just wonder these kinds of things. 
So now here's the answer to Daniel's prayer in verse 24. And this is, this is where we've got to pay attention. Seventy weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. So he, the angel Gabriel says to Daniel, 70 weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m., I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. Now, we need to understand what is meant by 70 weeks. Uh, The Hebrew word translated weeks, it literally means sevens. Weeks means sevens. It's a unit of seven. The New Living Translation really captures this. The New Living Translation reads, A period of 70 sets of seven has been decreed for your people. 70 sets of seven. So 70 weeks means 70 sets of seven. Of seven. And that word weeks, it, it can refer to seven of anything, 70 sets of something. Uh, just like the word dozen can refer to, you know, a quantity of 12, but it can refer to 12 anything 12 apples, 12 oranges, 12 days. It's just, it's just a quantity of 12. Well, the word weeks is a quantity of seven. So 70 sets of seven, we got to figure out what seven of what are determined for your people and for your holy city. In the context, it must refer to years. To years. So 70 weeks of years are determined. Why? Well, because Daniel has been thinking in terms of years. He's been considering the 70 years of captivity. And so the context of the passage is years. So 70 weeks of years are determined, or 70 sets of seven years are determined. Now, counting years and weeks like this, it's it's strange to us in our culture because we mark years in increments of 10. A 10-year period is a decade. We talk about the 70s, if you're old enough or the 80s, or the 90s, right? When we talk about years like this, we tend to talk in in decades. Well, in the Old Testament, the Jewish people, they measured time in sevens. In sevens. They had the seven-day week. Work six days, rest on the seventh day, the Sabbath. Uh, They were to mark every seventh year as a Sabbath year. 
And they were commanded, you know, to plow until the ground for six years. But in the seventh year, they were to let the ground lay fallow. And every seventh year was a Sabbath year. They also had the year of Jubilee when all debts were canceled and property was returned to the original owner and slaves were set free. And the way the Jewish people calculated the year of Jubilee was by counting the Sabbath years. And they were to count, we're told in Leviticus, count seven Sabbath years. And then the year after the seventh Sabbath year is the year of Jubilee. So seven Sabbath years, that would be 49, seven times seven would be 49 years. And then the year after that would be considered the year of Jubilee. Now, now we would say, oh, you mean the 50th year, but we count by tens. For the Jewish person in Jewish thought, no, it's the year after the seventh Sabbath year because they mark years by sevens. So it's strange to us, but counting years by sevens is normal for Daniel. This makes plenty of sense for Daniel here. And so 70 weeks of years have been determined, 70 sets of seven years. And now here's where the math comes in. 70 sets of seven years. What's 70 times seven? 490. I did it for you. Right, so you don't you don't carry that you don't have to do any of that stuff. So four hundred ninety years is what we're talking about here. Four hundred ninety years are determined for your people and for your holy city. This is a prophecy about four hundred ninety years. Daniel here he's he's reading in Jeremiah about the captivity that the captivity will last 70 years, again, going by sevens, it's going to last 70 years. Now, why were they in captivity for 70 years? If you're taking notes, you can jot down 2 Chronicles chapter 36, verse 21. 2 Chronicles 36, 21, I'll tell you what it says. It says, to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah until the land had enjoyed her Sabbaths, As long as she lay desolate, she kept Sabbath to fulfill 70 years. So God gave the reason for the 70 years of captivity. And the reason is the whole time the Israelites were in the land, from the time of Joshua to the time of the captivity, they were disobedient to God and they did not keep the Sabbath years. Every seventh year was supposed to be a Sabbath year. And the Israelites never observed the Sabbath year. So God says, you owe me 70 years. 70 years of Sabbaths, because you didn't keep the Sabbath year. Now, what does that tell us? That tells us the Israelites were in the land for 490 years before the captivity, because they owe God 70 years of Sabbath. And so I want you to understand what God is doing here. I'm sure you're thoroughly confused, right? Understand what he's saying. The way I just, if you guys are like the math and engineering people will love this, the way that God's laying this out here. Daniel is living in the 70 years of captivity, which is the result of not observing the Sabbath for the 490 years that the nation was in the land, for the first 490 years that the nation was in the land. 
Daniel is looking back over those first 490 years and repenting for his nation's sins and praying. And then God answers Daniel's prayer by describing Israel's final 490 years. You see? So he, he's there 70 years. He's in the captivity. And he's looking back at the first 490 years where they were disobedient to God. And he's praying and he's repenting for his nation. And God answers by telling Daniel what will take place in the final 490 years of the nation, which will extend into the kingdom age, as we will see. So just as one 490-year period of time for Israel was ending, another 490-year period of time for the nation was prophetically revealed to Daniel. He's looking back and God's saying, this is what I'm going to do in the future. You're looking back at the past 490 years of disobedience, And you're repenting, and now I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do in the final 490 years of the nation. And as I said, it's going to actually go all the way into the kingdom age. Now, for you Bible nerds like me, Matthew 18, verse 8, Peter asks Jesus, and he says to Jesus, how often should we forgive someone who sins against us up to seven times? And Jesus answered, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. What was Jesus referring to by saying up to 70 times seven? He's referring to Daniel chapter nine. He's not saying forgive people 490 times or forgive people a whole lot of times. He's saying forgive people until my kingdom comes. Until the kingdom age comes in. So look at verse 24 again. Seventy weeks are determined. The word determined means marked out. God's laid out 70 weeks of years. 490 years are marked out. He says, look, for your people and for your holy city. Now, who are Daniel's people? Jewish people. What is Daniel's holy city? Jerusalem. So this is a prophecy specifically about the Jewish people and the city of Jerusalem. It's not about any other group. It's not about the church. This is not about God's future plan for the church. This doesn't concern the Gentile church. This prophecy is about God's future plan for the Jewish people and their city, Jerusalem. And this passage shows us that God is not finished with the Jewish people. And he's not finished with the nation of Israel. The church hasn't replaced the Jewish people. Church hasn't replaced Israel. God still has a a plan and a purpose for his people. He says here during this 490 year period that God has decreed for the Jewish people that he will accomplish six things listed in verse 24. Six things listed in verse 24 to finish the transgression to make an end of sins. And just think about what you're reading here. To make an end of sins. To make reconciliation for iniquity. To bring in everlasting righteousness. To seal up vision and prophecy. And to anoint the most holy. This is exactly what Daniel was praying for in the first half of the chapter. He asked me how I know and I say true than the 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Daniel. This Old Testament book of history and prophecy has much more to teach you about God's plan for the future. We hope you'll continue to tune in for Pastor Dan's studies. If you ever have any questions or would like someone to pray with you, please don't hesitate to connect with us. You can reach us by calling 410-491-4592. That number is 410-491-4592. You can also fill out the prayer request form at calvaryec.com. Just click on the Connect tab to access it. We'd love to meet you in person, too. If you're in Columbia, Maryland, please join us this weekend for worship and studying Scripture together at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. There will be time to meet your brothers and sisters in Christ, too, and to spend time in prayer. We look forward to sharing this time of worship together with you. You'll find service times and directions at our website, calvaryec.com. If you're unable to be with us in person right now, we do have the option for you to live stream our services. Just visit calvaryec.com to connect. While you're there, be sure to check out Pastor Dan's additional teachings from the Bible. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Once more, that's calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today, but be sure to join us next time on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.